Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, we are wrapping up this beautiful month of June. Let's just do it. Episode recap? Yep. All right, this week we watched season six, episode 21, titled... The one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad. Teleplay by Scott Silveri, directed by Michael Lembeck, and originally aired on April 24th, 2000. Ross dreads meeting his college girlfriend's disapproving father. When Joey insults his robot co-star, he jeopardizes his future on the show. Yes. Okay, so we start off in the soft open. Um, the group is in the cafe, and Rachel is reading Chandler's horoscope to him. Wow, I said that really weird. Horoscope. <laughs> um, and Joy joins them and is freaking out about being the lead in a show. Now, that's pretty much all I wrote. Do you know what your um, uh, horoscope is for your sign? <laughs> Um, Can you tell you, we don't do that? I mean, I don't do my horoscope. No, I know my sign, but I don't know my horoscope. What's your sign? Sorry, that's that's kind of what I'm I meant. I'm a Scorpio. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> I'm like Shocker. right on the edge of Scorpio. I think you also are right on the edge. Yeah, I'm on the front edge of yeah, it. I'm on the back it, edge. It switches on like the 23rd, I think. Mine switches on the 21st. Some say the 20th, which is... Oh, so maybe it's the yeah. 22nd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's funny that we land in the same... I did not know that. Um, okay, anything else about the soft, soft open, though? I did not write anything no, else about I don't it. honestly okay. have a whole lot for this episode, so... It, yeah, it is... I mean, I just wrote so that I had, like, a cohesive recap, but I don't think I embellished a lot. So we'll go to the main part of the episode. We continue on in the cafe, so to speak. Phoebe is going to start writing another book. And I was like, wait a minute, another? <laughs> so it turns out, books. <laughs> turns out she has written 14 books, all of which are unpublished and all of which are very well received by herself, <laughs> the, odi- the only audience. Would you ever write a book just for your own like consumption? Um, no, it would like, take a lot for me to write a book. So in general, so no. Do you know what you would write it about? Like what you're like, would you have a... I mean, I wouldn't would have it like any fiction? idea. It'd okay. probably be fiction. Because mm-hmm. like I romance, feel sci-fi, like I can make up other people's, fantasy. like I can make up a story for other people more so than, okay, you know, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought like I would love to do like a mystery book, but I don't think I'm clever enough to think like so far ahead that I would have like a twist that's worthy of being read, you know? Um, my, my friend is writing a book and she does, um, she loves like fantasy. Um, so she's just currently writing a book. Is that what her book is about? Like fantasy? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like where like some, it's like a little bit like of magic is involved and maybe like non-human species, things like that. Or maybe it is all human. I can't remember. Actually, she hasn't like told us a ton about it because she's just trying to like get it out. It's her first one. So she's just trying to figure it out. But anyways, um, Ross comes in asking the group um, what they're up to later because um, is her name Elizabeth. Elizabeth's dad wants to meet Ross and Ross wants the group to be around to make him look good. 
And Monica makes a funny joke about parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> they were all <laughs> about me. roasting Ross in this scene. It was so good. She's like, oh, I know parent-teacher conferences can be really hard. <laughs> and it just made me laugh out loud so hard. Um, I think they keep going a little bit, but I didn't write any more down. That was all I had. Yeah, that's basically it. So we launch into Joey's storyline, and he's on set. Joey is being kind of shown around. He meets Wayne, the man who operates Cheese. And then he meets Cheese and, like, communicates how disappointed he is in the, like, I guess, elementary version of the robot. He was expecting the Terminator, where the robot is played probably by a real actor. And then it's, like, revealed you know that but yeah. underneath with cgi but he gets like this i don't understand like how that robot could like be a like detective type robot like he doesn't look like he can be all terrain couldn't get around very easily he seems like an office robot like he would have to stay in the office <laughs> yeah so he doesn't get broken uh, so we go back to the cafe, and Emily comes in with her dad in tow to meet Ross. And oh my, oh my gosh, Bruce Willis, lovely Bruce Willis. Um, uh, he in the show is Paul Stevens, and the grilling begins. Um, like, why can't you get a girlfriend your own age? He gives him, like, one minute to change his mind. He says, call me Mr. Stevenson. Like, he won't even let him call him Paul. He's really unrelenting. And Ross doesn't do very well under pressure. So Chandler, Monica, and Phoebe, quote-unquote, run into them. And he practically throws himself at them because he's so relieved to be relieved of, like, the barrage of questions. So he introduces them to Paul, and the girls are practically just sort sort of short of swooning, which I do not blame them whatsoever because Bruce Bruce here looks pretty good. Yeah, this seems like he's sure. in his like he's in his element um, here, die hard era. You know, he's yeah. he's younger but like a little bit older, so it's like just a little bit taboo, but not enough taboo to like justify what Ross and. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth are doing mm -hmm. um, so Ross gets the group settled in into position and the like setup planned so he's gonna go get coffee while they talk about him to their father and Rachel comes in late to the party and blows the whole plan <laughs> just completely wide open um, and we'll we'll talk more about old Brucey um, in a little bit and I think I saw that one of your fun facts is one of the things that I was going to bring up that I yeah, teased last week. I think we'll just like hold off on all those to the end. Because I've yeah, got a few, that, that. so I figured let's just talk about Bruce at the end. No, I love that. Um, plus, like, it's really sad. I heard I heard the other day from my coworkers were actually talking about him. And apparently mentally, he's like, obviously, this is yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, he's got a um, do you have, brain thing. Do you have updates on that, too? Yeah, it's like dementia or... Um, I can look it up. It's something specific. Like, he pulled out of acting, like, a couple of years ago. And Yes. Okay, look it up, because it's such a sad thing to, like, man, all of these actors that we practically grew up on are all aging out, and it's very sad. But, okay, I'll continue while you look that up. So we go to the couple's apartment. We jump around kind of a lot. We go, like, we go back and forth really quickly, I feel like. Chandler 
um, and Monica are having a couple's spat about what kind of toilet paper Monica bought. And we find out that Phoebe is writing her next book about their relationship. And she's, she's calling it the what not to do, like the pitfalls of relationships, <laughs> which is just not encouraging. So we're going to follow that thread throughout the rest of the episode of Phoebe practically following them around and writing down the arguments they get into, who said what, um, and they're gonna they're gonna continually get a little bit more frustrated about it. Okay, update. as time goes on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in March of 2022, Bruce announced that oh, he man. would be retiring from acting after his aphasia diagnosis, which affects a person's oh, ability yes. to express and understand written and spoken language. And then in February of 2023, so almost a year later. Um, his family revealed that he'd been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia. That's right. So it's just Gosh, that's got to be so tough, like, to not be able to understand and comprehend written and verbal, like, that on top of dementia, that is tough. Yeah, it sounds like I'm, like, skimming an article from his daughter, um, one of his daughters, mm -hmm. and it. she just, it's like, you know kind of documented like how they like came to understand that he had this and like some of the symptoms he has so it sounds like it's just like mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day thing he's like wow. losing losing functions essentially day-to-day -day, so that so is sad. heartbreaking that yeah. is so sad gosh oh that breaks my heart um we go back to the cafe and paul comes back into the restaurant looking for his keys um that he left Rachel is there, offers to help look. He finds it, but she hits it off with him a little bit. Yeah. So it kind of makes up a little bit for the fact that she just completely blew the cover earlier. Um, but yeah, that's going to that's gonna set Rachel and him off into a yeah. small little trajectory over the next um, few episodes. Yeah. So in this point, I think Rachel mentions like, you know, it's kind of like flirting with him and it's like, I can't, I don't see, like, you don't seem old enough to have a 20 year old daughter. Um, yes. you know, just kind of joking. But, um, in reality, Bruce Willis was 45 at the time of this episode. So well old oh, enough looks... to have a 20 year old daughter. That's true. He does look great. Yeah, he does. I would never have um, guessed 45. I know. I think if I would have stopped and paused a little bit to think through you know, because there's something about people's eyes that kind of tell you what their age is. If I had really focused in, I think I might have guessed young 40s. But because of the way that they just portray him in the show, yeah. my default was like, oh, late 30s for sure. Yeah, I could see that. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, so then we go back upstairs to the couple's apartment and Joey comes in and tells the group how his first day went. Um, he says that he had it out with the guy who runs the robot and he gets a little bit too big for his britches when he starts saying things like he's going to have to get that guy fired. 
However, almost immediately after, Estelle calls to tell him about a part opening up. But also, like, what why part is, is it? Estelle calling that apartment? That's not Joey's apartment. That is that is very g- a great call out. You're absolutely a hundred percent accurate. Um, and we find out that it's his part. She says apparently some guy is going to get fired, but we have to keep it on the DL um, because he's like the only the robot wrangler is the only guy of his kind. And he's going to he wants to get Joey fired off the show. And he's like, that's my part. And she's like, oh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Um, which I would have thought that, like, she would know that. Right. You would think like knowing the name of the show and then knowing that she got him that part, but it's a funny storyline. It makes it funny regardless. So we like kind of go over to Joey's apartment. So we kind of like hop the hallway. Um, Joey's over there and Ross comes in looking for Joey only. Oh, Joey isn't over there. Sorry. Only to find Rachel and Paul making out on the couch. Yeah. And we see the scene continue after a commercial break, and Ross is very awkward about the whole thing and not necessarily very happy about it. Now, there's this claim that this is a very different situation than Ross dating Rachel's sister because this situation is weird for him (laughs) (laughs) versus versus the mutual, like the mute mutualness of it being awkward for like Rachel instead he's like yes but this is awkward for me yeah and Rachel has the inside track though and is going to be the one to turn this around for Ross so she tries to convince him this is nothing but a good thing yeah and she's gonna she's gonna turn it around for him so yeah um the magna doodle is still has the same message on it that Chandler had written um and Mm. I feel like it doesn't usually carry over in episodes that often so you're right. It was it interesting. Doesn't. Yeah, it took me a while. I had to like rewind and pause because he opens and shuts the door so quickly. Quickly. Um, yeah. But I was able to tell that it was the same message. Uh, and then also, she mentions that he's a that Paul's a lawyer, or I think some point they mentioned he's a lawyer. And I just mm. thought that was funny because like you know how often Ross likes to get divorced in case he ever like needs <laughs> needs a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, but I loved his other divorce lawyer so yeah. much. <laughs> he should he definitely so be getting a discount at this point. He should. Uh, he's like, you should just buy him in bundles, like bundle package. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so we go back over to the couple's apartment, and Joey tells the group what's happening with his part. There's only one cheese man, and Monica just kind of suggests that he charm him, charm him a little bit. And... Joey leaves and it has Chandler wondering if Monica thinks Joey's more charming than him, which has Monica responding with a joke about sleeping with Joey on the side. And then he says, you wish, and then realizes that like, wait a minute, that's not a great time to insert that joke there. And we find out it's all fodder for Phoebe's book. And so Monica tries to match Phoebe's energy with writing about her, um, which gets Phoebe immediately not liking that setup. Um, so on set, we follow Joey's continued storyline and he wants a second chance with Wayne. Um, he accidentally breaks the robot's arm. Um, but then Joey or, but then Wayne has to watch Joey effortlessly pick up a wardrobe chick on set right in front of him. And this is going, you can see him like staring after Joey longingly, 
and you know this is going to be like a good bartering point for Joey in an upcoming scene. Yeah. So then we go to what is probably the biggest, what I consider the biggest scene in the episode. It's the double date. So Ross and Elizabeth, Rachel and Paul, they're going on a double date together. Rachel's trying to win Paul over for Ross by telling the sweet prom story, but then it backfires with the age gap element. <laughs> um, and also that is the smallest corner booth I have ever seen in my entire it's life. so tiny for four people. It's so small. They're crammed in there all together. Um, and I just could not, I couldn't look at it and not mentally acknowledge it at any point in time. Um, we, we, uh, but in addition to that, like, so to continue, he does clarify, like it really was only one year difference in age for the high school prom versus what's happening now. But I don't think that that really continues to help Ross in his situation. So Paul admits, oh, at this point, I think Rachel goes to the bathroom and Paul admits to him, like, it's been hard on him, but Ross is not all that bad. And Ross seems really pleased by that, but he keeps putting his foot in his mouth because they end up on the topic of Carol and Ben and then super bad timing hits um, when Paul says, oh, I didn't realize you were married. And Rachel is coming back to the table at that exact same time and chimes in about them not really where the not realizing where the conversation was. And so like Ross was in the clear. And when Rachel finally realizes they weren't talking about her, she mentions Emily further digging the hole. And it's like everything that Ross and and Paul had won up to this moment Gone. is completely undone. Yeah. Um, every effort to win this man over. I mean, I think Ross you're back is, at square one. I think Ross's reaction was perfect. Just face down. It really was. Because that happened after the Emily mention, right? Like, oh, Emily? Yeah, and then, and then he, he just, just like, like, slammed his face on the table. Bangs yeah. his head on the table. <laughs> he went hard. Like, Rachel, foot in mouth, girl. Foot in mouth. Yeah, it was a travesty. But it was hilarious to watch. Um, now, back in the couple's apartment, Chandler and Monica come into the apartment arguing about what time they're going to meet at the movies. Six or seven. Now, Phoebe spins around, which we did not know she was there. She just is sort of there and says, well, I guess we kind of can presume because of the whole fire thing, but still. Um, she says that she knows what time. And all of a sudden, it's her book to the rescue. But what's interesting is it doesn't really clear it up. It simply reveals that she knew that they were going to miss the movie. <laughs> I laughed a little too hard at that part because it's so Phoebe. Yes, that, yes, I completely agree. Uh, back on set, Joey is packing up the set, um, packing up on set, sorry, packing his stuff up when Wayne stops by to offer a truce. Joey will help him talk to women and keep his job in the process. So a very Joey way to keep his job too. Like I appreciated that that was very much in Joey's wheelhouse to get this guy to be able to talk to women. Cause he's a nerdy, like robot guy. So, yeah. Uh, and then we finish up the main part with, uh, 
this date. We are still on it. It's all of a sudden turned into like the date from hell. Rachel keeps digging a hole for Ross. And finally, at one point, he just stands up for himself. And Paul, like, he's just going to have to take it for what it is. They are a unified front. They are going to date. And I think, I think there's maybe a little twinkle in Paul's eye that he got like a little bit of respect for Ross. He might not like it, but I think he respects him a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And I do feel like in this storyline over the last, like, last episode, especially more at the end, but like this episode, even the next episode to come, I feel like we're going to see a little bit, maybe more so in this episode, that like he is really sticking up for himself a little bit more in this regard. Like, I am going to do it. Yeah. Um, Which is a nice look for Ross because he doesn't normally do that. (laughs) So in the tag scene, Joey is acting on set when the robot starts kind of freaking out. And Joey catches Wayne making out on set with the girl. And the remote control is being, like, rubbed against her back, which is causing the toggles to, like, malfunction. the (laughs) Joy-Con sticks to, like, just go everywhere. Um, so it's a funny way to just end that scene. So kind of a short, I mean, I didn't like really love Yeah, no. this. I mean, what was, I feel like the favorite scene was kind of like a blaringly obvious one. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about Bruce first? Yes. Sorry. Go for okay. it. Um, so a couple of things and then we'll get to what I assume you were talking about. Um, so not long before this episode aired bruce willis and matthew perry appeared in the whole nine yards um it's a movie and then yeah it's a good movie it's been a minute since i've seen it i should rewatch it um i loved it and then another fun fact one of joey and chandler's favorite movies that they've mentioned in the show is die hard which bruce willis happens to be the lead character in yep um so that's just a that to me is the like the that to me was the one that's the most blaringly obvious miss like your favorite movie is Die Hard. Bruce Willis is the main character, and then he guests shows, and all of a sudden you don't recognize who it is. It's one of those weird, like, when the real world meets fiction, and it doesn't, like, the continuity just does not stand so up. So is that what your big beef was since the beginning of the show? Yes, I've been holding on to that for forever. Wow. <laughs> I know it's, like, really small, but it's, like, it's so, so small, glaringly, obviously a miss. Yeah. Um... Okay, and then I think a lot of people, oh, Friends fans would know this one, but there was a rumor going around that Bruce Willis agreed to guest appear on Friends because he lost a bet to Matthew Perry, but that's not true. <gasps> it's not? It's I not for sure true. thought that that was true. It's an urban legend. Something, it's um, the People magazine Star Spotlight in 2000 posted, or published that willis agreed to guest stint on friends simply because he and perry thought it would be fun and news media like got that and just like ran with it and kind of created this rumor and it really was never the case um willis was in fact paid for the role including syndication runs but he donated all of the money to a number of charities the american foundation for aids research aids project los angeles the Elizabeth Glasser Pediatric AIDS Foundation, the Rape Treatment Center, and the UCLA Unit Camp for Underprivileged Children. So, dang. Yeah. So he didn't, I mean, I don't know if he kept any of it, but he gave most of the money, at least, to these numerous charities. So that's pretty cool. Love that. Love that for him. Yes. 
Um, okay, favorite scene? Ugh. Favorite scene. I mean, honestly, I, I don't feel like know. like it's obvious. Oh, what's yours? Is it the dinner? When Rachel's, like, destroying Ross's reputation at dinner. Okay. <laughs> like, just the timing of her coming back and being like, oh, yeah, but it was really quick yeah. and it was in Vegas. Yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, we weren't talking about you. And then she goes, oh, Emily? And it's like, oh, Rachel. Yeah. That's hilarious to me. I think that's good. I, I think, though, my favorite is in the beginning when they're in the cafe and, like, they're just roasting on Ross one at a time. <laughs> anytime you the get a good... The parent-teacher conferences was a great moment. Yeah, anytime you get a good roast in on Ross, I just, I love it, so. I can appreciate that, too. Yeah. Okay, so rating. Marcel. I know, I don't feel like this is... It'll be a Marcel. <gasps> I don't love it. It was boring. No, I'd probably have to agree. I think I'm going to have to agree. I mean, I mean, we finished the recap in 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was a good... It had good moments. And, like, yeah, it's cool to see Bruce Willis. But, like, I don't feel like it really... It really didn't give anything. You know what's really funny is that there are some people who guest star on shows where you're, like, they made an impact on the show. Yeah. And it wasn't just, like oh, that's so-and-so. And then there's other guest stars where you're like, so that's Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, he has funny moments in the upcoming episode, but it's just you're getting – you're doing guest appearances because you want people to watch. Yeah. Because there's so many guest appearances. Sure. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Marcel. Cool. Uh, okay, post-show wrap-up. Trivia. All right. When Mr. Heckles stole Marcel, speaking of Marcel, what oh, did he perfect. rename him? Oh, it was something stupid, wasn't it? It really was. Wasn't it like really Bob, was. was it? I don't remember. I think it was. Was it Bob? Wait. I think it was. <laughs> Not even close. Not even uh, close. Oh, no. Uh, it was Patty. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yep. All right. Yikes. Okay. Before Monica and I was just Llewellyn, just for a second though, yeah. I would just want to tell you that I was a hundred percent behind Bob. <laughs> I was, I literally was convinced that that's what I it was. Know. So. That's my go-to whenever like talking about names and I don't know. It's like oh, Bob. Yeah, surely, surely it was Bob. Um. Okay. Before Monica and Chandler went to Vegas, who did Monica run into that upset Chandler? Oh, um, it's Richard. Richard. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They had lunch. We're one We're for two, guys. Yeah, dinner. Halfway there. Yay. Yay. We've been, like, really sucking it up, yeah. it feels like. So we'll take a win. Or maybe maybe I feel like the ones that we win, we win really easily. It's very true. It's like, oh. There's, like, there's, there's very few where we've, like, hard fought won them. Like, the Jack and Jill one still makes me... It's Jack and Judy, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. when we we we, uh, we were we literally talking about it for like five minutes. It. Yeah, it still haunts me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. Uh, social media spotlight. Um, we have got. I'm, I think I'm just gonna try and like I'm gonna try and get us caught up because there is a lot. Um. Oh, I already read that one. Sorry. Uh, uh, Aradia mentioned um, 
she vehemently, all uppercase, texted, I won't accept anything below Chandler Bing. I think she's talking about uh, dating expectations, probably. (laughs) And I agree with her. Um, uh, Uncle Mike said, yesterday at work, I was listening to your latest episode, and I had tears in my eyes. I felt noticed. I replayed this part where you guys were quoting me like four times. My fiance didn't know what was happening, so I've told her your story. Or I told her the whole story. Thank you for making my day, my week, a month, or even a year. I'll be there for you. So Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Thanks, Uncle Mike. Um, And then uh, our friend Luna on Instagram said, you know I love your podcast, and I'm so happy because I still have so much episodes left before I have to wait for a new one, and that's really great. So thanks, Luna. Appreciate you. Thanks, you guys, all for listening. Um, Thank you guys for sending us. We keep getting, like, the memes and all that kind of stuff, too, and reels, and so we watch them, and um, even if we don't say them all on here, just thank you guys. We really appreciate it. So, Um, okay, recommend to a friend. Look at you. I love yours. That sounds awesome (laughs) right now. so random. Um, (laughs) It's because I literally just had it. Um, I So I've been getting back into running lately, and that has nothing to do with what I have written down but um I guess it kind of does whenever I run like I'm weird I know a lot of people are like let's fix the nutrition and then like the exercise will come but for me like Mm. I have to start exercising and then I basically force myself to eat better because I work out I feel terrible in my workouts if I don't eat better so I do it backwards I guess so I've been running more lately and I've noticed that I'm not eating as crappy because it's just, it's harder for me to get up in the morning to go for a run because there's literally only one time of day you can run in Florida um, mm. and not be, you know, Early. like miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've just been eating better. And one of my like go-to snacks, and honestly, it's probably what my dinner is going to be tonight, um, is peanut butter and bananas. And I literally just, like, slice the banana in half, and I, like, put it in fours so it's smaller. And then I just, like, smear peanut butter on it and eat that. And it's, you get your protein, you get your carbs, like, you get everything you, like, kind of need to fill you up. Um, Obviously, I don't recommend that as, like, just a meal, but I had a lot of, like, watermelon, and then I snacked too hard at work today. So (laughs) um, (laughs) it's probably what is just going to be my dinner tonight. But if you're looking for something, and, I mean... Sometimes I'll sometimes if I'm feeling like I need something sweeter, I'll add a little bit of honey to it um, to make it a little bit sweeter, but you know healthier. Um, and I use natural peanut butter because I don't like the super sugary Jif stuff, um, so it goes good I with anything. <laughs> I've also I've also when I have the money, I'll splurge on cashew butter. Um, Oh, but it's a lot more expensive, so I don't typically buy it, but that's also really good. So that's my recommend. It's just peanut butter and bananas. So try it. I love that recommendation. I feel like every time I have peanut butters with bananas, I'm always like, gosh, this is so good. Also, on a side note, um, I was watching an episode of The Neighborhood today, and um, I don't know if I think I've recommended that show like a couple years ago, but um on one of the episodes the the mom brought one of the kids mind you adult kid uh a snack and it was ants on a log 
And it just made me laugh because we talked about it like a couple episodes ago, I think, about, you know, the celery and peanut butter and raisins. And like he actually called it ants on a log. And I was like, yes, childhood. Yes. That's amazing. Love that. Um, Okay, my recommend to a friend. Um, Last week I talked about getting a library card and just accessing the plethora of free books available to anybody and or most people I don't know um okay not everybody you know what I mean okay if you have a library near you just go get a library card but um I also in this is like an early preparation for our trip to France I was thinking that I would want to bring books because I've gotten into reading a little bit more recently than I have in like the past you know 15 years um but the idea of traipsing around Europe with a bunch of like physical hard copies of books and not being sure 100% if you're actually going to read them. They take up a lot of space plus plus the weight, things like that. Um, so I decided to invest in a Kindle Paperwhite. Um, so it's a little bit of a bigger screen than some of the old releases. It's the paper tech technology. So instead of it looking like a screen, it, it's way more dull and looks more like paper um i got the current one so it's like the signature edition so it holds like so many books it also has the ability to connect with bluetooth so i can listen to audiobooks from my kindle um because i've just been reading books on my kindle app on my cell phone and you've got blue light you've got just the glaringness of the screen it's so small it was hurting my eyes but i was like trying to make a lot of progress on my books so um I got it I am obsessed with it um I've been reading almost every night just because it's so easy like it's so easy to use um it connects with your like Amazon account Kindle library um uh, uh audible it connects with uh Libby and Hoopla which are the two like some of the apps that you can get through your library card um when I got it I got three free months of Kindle Unlimited as well I won't continue the subscription after just because I have the library card now um but it's been so nice to have I also ended up getting like a fantastic deal I'm 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 kind of the classic like I really want to tell you guys how much money I saved and I want to tell you the story behind all of it but let's just say that like I got four like I've got the I got the Kindle itself, the cover, the screen protector, and the wireless charger, and I saved. I I got that all for one hundred and thirty three dollars. For context, the Kindle itself, without any accessories, is one hundred and eighty nine. Um. So I did some. I hit the I hit the lottery, so I was super excited about it. Very thrilled with myself for saving so much money. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed. It's such an easy way. So Kindle Paperwhite signature. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend to a friend if you've ever been considering e-readers. Um, highly recommend. So nice. Yeah, loved it. Or love it. Um, okay, next week we are going to cover the one where Paul's the man. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.